When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. The case for $10 silver. Before I make that case, before I explain as to, to some different ways that silver could drop to, to $10 an ounce, $8, $12 an ounce, whatever, I want to make myself abundantly clear that I don't believe it's going to drop by that much. I don't see silver dropping into that range whatsoever. With that being said, nobody can perfectly predict future markets, including myself. I've been wrong before. And so, you know, in this video, I kind of want to play devil's advocate to myself and think up some different scenarios, some different conditions in which we could see silver drop to $10 an ounce. That's kind of a nice round number that I picked. Um, I receive these comments all the time from, from different people basically saying silver's heading much lower to 12 to 10 to 8 to $5 an ounce, whatever. And even some of these people will be saying that they're not going to buy any precious metals, any silver certainly, until it drops much, much lower. In fact, that's a comment that kind of uh, inspired this video that I received the other day on a video titled Silver Under $20 is a Steal. And, and this was from a James Barrick. And basically he said, you know, if, if you like $16 silver, because that's kind of where it is right now, um, you'll love $9 silver. And he went on to say that long term, he thinks it's dropping $9. He's going to at least start building a position in silver around $12 an ounce. Um, but that long term, it's going to head much, much higher. And, and, you know, I kind of responded to him. And I would say overall between me, him and, and everybody else that responded, it's a pretty civil conversation. And, and we all kind of agreed that we can't perfectly predict future markets. Um we all kind of agreed that to some extent these markets are controlled, they're manipulated. And, you know, I think we can all agree that if it dropped to $10 and $8 an ounce, sure, some people would be selling, but there'd be a lot of us that would be pretty happy if that happened because we know that that is, there, there's a lot of long-term bullish fundamentals for silver. And that would mean that we'd be able to potentially buy a ton on sale. Now, I do want to talk about later in this video, among other things, why you know, if silver were to drop to $10 an ounce, we might not be able to get much, we might not be able to get our hands on much silver at that price. I also want to talk about as to why I don't think it's going to head that low, you know, towards the end of this video. But I do want to play devil's advocate here and, and talk about some different conditions as, you know, in, in which I could see silver dropping to to a very low price, to, to $10, $8, whatever you, you want to pick as your number. Um, and, and I want to start off with, you know, something that these people oftentimes quote, including this James Barrick, 2008. What happened in 2008? Okay, so to give you some background, the silver market heading into 2008, you know, in the early 2000s, silver actually for a while was trading under $5 an ounce, under $5 an ounce. And then it went under, it underwent a pretty significant bull market. You know, in 2000, by 2008, it had risen to, Oh, like 50, I don't have a chart right in front of me, but over $15 an ounce, I believe, maybe even higher, okay? But then towards the end of 2008, we had the crash. We had the financial crisis. We had the Great Recession beginning and silver plummeted along with a lot of other assets. You know, briefly, it actually dropped under $10 into the $9 range. And I think that's what many people are expecting 
this time around. Um, and, and there were a variety of conditions back then that led to silver dropping to such a low price. I want to give you guys maybe five different conditions that I think need to be present. At least a couple of these need to be present for a similar thing to happen next time around when we have some sort of a recession, financial crisis. We see the stock market, the real estate markets crash. Um, what conditions would need to be present for the same to happen to the price of silver? The first one I want to talk about is a strong dollar, strong U.S. dollar, because we are talking about these in U.S. dollar terms. Strong dollar. Now, there's much more to it than that. I, I think there's going to be a couple things that will lead to the dollar appearing so strong because, you know, the dollar index is really just comparing the U.S. dollar, a flawed fiat currency to a whole bunch of other flawed fiat currencies, okay? Um, but I think that there would need to be some serious um, turmoil abroad that would weaken foreign currencies, weaken foreign monetary policy, and weaken foreign economies uh, to make the U.S. economy monetary policy and currency look relatively strong. This could be in Europe. This could happen in Europe. Um, personally, I think a big part of how this will play out will actually be in China. I think, you know, next time around, it's anybody's guess as to where the next financial crisis or recession or whatever global recession will begin. Will it be the U.S., Europe, China, somebody somewhere else? It's hard to say for sure, but I think China is going to play a big role, much larger role than they did in 2008. Part of that is because their economy is much larger today. They're a much larger player on the world stage. Um, the other piece of that is that they have a huge debt bubble, a huge corporate debt bubble that they've been slowly trying to deleverage over the last, I don't know, year. I, I don't know exactly when it started. Um, thus far, they haven't been super successful in deleveraging a whole lot of it. But I think that you know when their debt bubble kind of does pop, I think that the response from it is going to be... Um, very weak monetary policy from from the Chinese government and the People's Bank of China. They're going to, I think, be forced to ease um, ease uh, capital controls, but but certainly ease um, ease their monetary policy, reduce interest rates or whatever whatever it'll take, some sort of stimulus. And and the effect of that that combined with a a weak economy because of this bubble popping, I think will be a weak Chinese yuan, and I think that's important. Because, you know, somebody actually has brought up a very interesting correlation lately between the price of gold and the strength of the Chinese yuan versus the U.S. dollar. Now, it'd be reasonable to expect that, you know, the U.S., uh, the gold priced in the U.S. dollars is going to have some correlation with the Chinese yuan compared to the U.S. dollar, right? Because as the U.S. dollar rises or falls and, and in comparison to the Chinese yuan, you're going to have gold go up or down as well. But, you know, over the last month or so, as this trade war has really started to heat up and, and we've seen a lot of devaluation of the yuan, there's been a really tight correlation between these two, uh, between gold and, and the yuan compared to the U.S. dollar. I think much, much closer correlation than there has been in the past. Will that hold up in a recession? No, but I think it's not necessarily, I should say. It could, but not necessarily. But I think it is a good um, reminder that you know when a foreign currency, whether it's a euro or the yen or the yuan, when it falls, the U.S. dollar is most likely going to rise, and gold is probably going to go down as well if the U.S. dollar is rising. Okay, and so I think that a strong dollar, because of weak monetary policy, whether it's in China or Europe or Japan or wherever, um, 
I think it's going to to lead to a strong. It could lead to a strong dollar. Okay. Again, this is just hypothetical. This would be one of the scenarios. We need a strong dollar. Okay. The other one is that we need some sort of a deflationary environment. And, and this is, I think, possibly something that came up in that conversation in, in, in this comment. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe there's a different comment I'm thinking of. The idea of a deflationary environment, mostly due to the fact that, that we, we would have a massive debt bubble, global debt bubble, that would be popping, right? A, a huge amount of deleveraging. And, and again, you know, I think a lot of people would agree that we, we're going to have some sort of a period of deflation, of deleveraging of this bubble popping. It's just a question of how long it will be allowed to run. That long term, there's going to be a ton of inflationary policies that will be instituted by central banks, by governments, that will lead to a ton of inflation rather than deflation. But I think this deflationary period is number two on this list of conditions that need to be present for silver to drop by that much, right? And this combined with the third one, lack of liquidity or, or, or people liquidating their silver positions because they need to, to cover, um, cover other market positions because of a margin call, because they need to, to I don't know, pay the bills, whatever it is. Um, Deflationary environment and the lack of liquidity or a liquidation of silver positions, I think those are number two and three on this list of things that need to be present. And I think they'd be present in a... Uh, in the same environment at the same time, those two things need to be present for silver to drop significantly as well. You know that that's a big part of what why it dropped back in in two thousand eight at the end of two thousand eight was this this deflationary environment among other things and a lack of liquidity. People liquidated a lot of their silver positions um, just for different reasons because there's a margin call because they needed to 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 um, you know cover some other market position or there, there's a variety of reasons. Um, but I think that needs to be present as well. Okay, uh, number four on this list: poor prospects of economic growth. Now, in a recessionary environment, that would be natural. But basically, I think I think what what it would need to happen is that there would be a lot of weakness in commodities as a whole. This could be oil, potentially. Nobody knows for sure, but certainly things like copper and base metals, weak. Um, prices for copper and base metals, which would signal you know poor economic growth going forward because those base metals, copper, they're 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 a good barometer of economic growth because of their extensive use in buildings and, and vehicles and whatever uh, things that that c- correlate well with with economic growth basically. Um, and I think that you know in this this situation we'd also see this gold silver ratio potentially blow out quite a bit. You know, gold could drop. To, to under a thousand dollars or something, but I think the gold silver ratio could rise to potentially you know a hundred to one. I, again, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think silver is dropping ten dollars, but again, it's potential, right? And, and I'm kind of playing devil's advocate right here. So poor prospects for economic growth. People see the economy doing poorly, and they assume that well, demand for silver is going to be pretty poor as well, and so let's let's sell off our, our silver positions. Um, now, that would be ignoring the fact that I think in such a situation, there'd be a ton of investment demand for silver. And that industrial demand for silver probably wouldn't suffer that much. But but again, the narrative, I think, could push silver much, much lower. Um, and the final thing that I, need, I think would need to be present would be manipulation. It's already present, sure. It's present back in 2008, 2009 been present since then but i think it would need to be present and that there need, need to be some sort of a short-term um 
I guess, forcing down the price of paper silver, right? Maybe the physical market wouldn't be trading that low, but, but the paper market certainly could be due to manipulation. And I think it'd be a short-term type of manipulation anyways. You know, any, any silver trading at $10 an ounce or lower, it'd be a very short-term type of thing. Months, right? Not not years, I don't think, but but months long or even weeks long, right? Uh, there'd be there'd have to be a significant amount of manipulation to, to send it that low as well. So I think those are the five conditions that I think would need to be present. At least a couple of these would need to be present. Um, certainly, I think manipulation will be present. Um, poor prospects for economic growth, that would most likely be present. I should say poor prospects for economic growth with a narrative that silver is going to suffer because of decreased demand. Um, lack of liquidity and liquidation of silver positions, that's potentially going to be present. Deflation and deleveraging, potentially for a short term, and a strong dollar. This is this is really the X factor, right? Um, when is the Fed going to loosen their monetary policy and, and start printing money again? And, and how will that coincide or will it coincide with other central banks weakening their monetary policy or easing their monetary policy? You know, who's going to weak or ease first? Is it going to be People's Bank of China, the ECB, the Bank of Japan, et cetera, et cetera? It's hard to say. And, and will this economic weakness start somewhere other than the United States? Will it start in China or the European Union? Or will it kind of begin in emerging markets or, or even just the U.S. economy and then spill over into some of these larger uh, economies and, and, and currencies? Hard to say. But those are the five things I think need to be present. Now, the, the question we have to ask ourselves, can you buy it at that cheap of a price, $10 an ounce? Maybe some. I don't know. But I wasn't in the silver market. I'm a young guy. I was not in the silver market back in 2008 or 2009. I wasn't. I, it was not on my radar. I was in well, like high school or something back then. I don't even know where I was. Maybe in middle school. I don't know. I'm a young guy. You guys know that. Um, that was 10 years ago for me. You know, so, or coming up on 10 years ago. So, um, but, you know, from what a lot of people have reported, back then, you could not get your hands on much silver back then, right? And if you could, it, it was going to be very high premium. You were not getting silver at $10 an ounce for the most part. Not large quantities, right? You, you were getting it with a significant premium, right? $3, $4, $5. I don't know exactly what the premiums were, but pretty high premiums. Um, and, and also, you know, the question has to be raised is, would there be a shortage in such a situation? Because mines could potentially be reducing their production. But more importantly, I think there'd be a huge influx of demand from people like you and I, as well as institutional investors, realizing that, wow, we thought silver was cheap before at $16 an ounce or 15 Look at it now. It's at ten or eight dollars an ounce, right? A huge scramble for physical silver to build a physical silver position, potentially as a safe haven, because you know stocks would be doing so poorly, and potentially bonds would be doing poorly, real estate would be doing poorly, um, a, a a shortage because of investment demand from from Americans, the U.S. or Canadian or wherever in the in, in both of the Americas, but also places like China and and India, right? Um, but, but I think the big takeaway here for me personally, this is me personally, you can make your own investment decisions. This is by no means investment advice. I don't think silver dropping to $10 or $12 is by any means a sure thing. I think it's a risky bet. I think it is a risky bet to say that I'm not going to buy any more silver until it drops to $12 an ounce or 10 or 9 or 8 It's a risky bet. It, it could, but you know, even if it does, 
will you be able to build a significant position in silver or will you still be paying a really high premium or, or will it just be a shortage? Um, another thing I think to keep in mind, there's, there's two more points I want to make here. Uh, leading up to 2008, as I kind of mentioned earlier in this video, silver had experienced like over a 300% rise over a, you know, not even a 10 year period, maybe five or six year period. Okay. Was silver overvalued back in 2008 at, at 15 or $16 an ounce or whatever is that? I don't think so. But, you know, from a technical perspective, was it due for a correction? Was it maybe overbought? I think the case can be made for that. You know, plus all of these other uh, conditions that were present present in, in 2008, I think you could also make the case that maybe it was overbought or maybe due for a correction. And that kind of contributed to its fall. Today, in 2018, I don't think that's the case. I mean, silver is still struggling to lift off of the lows. Right now, where it's at under $16 is pretty similar to the lows that, that we've had back in um, you know the, the summer of uh, 2017 and, and, and some other lows. It's, it's still not a whole lot higher than it was in kind of its cycle lows in well, like the winter 2015, 2016, when it was, I think, under $14 briefly. Somebody can check me on that. Again, I don't have a chart in front of me. There's just not that same momentum. And, and also, I think maybe not the same reason to believe that, that it's due for a correction, right? Maybe somewhat of a correction due to some of these conditions. It's hard to say, you know, $14 silver or something. But I think 12 or 10 or $8 silver, I think that's a stretch. Um, I think the same correction is just not, just not there. Um, a, a couple other reasons as to why I don't think silver is going to head that much lower. Uh, investment demand. I think investment demand is going to play a big uh, role in the future for silver. It, it has. Since 2008, investment demand has played a huge role in the price of silver, a huge role in the, um, in the silver market. Right, much much larger role than it did prior to the Great Recession. Um, it, it has dropped off somewhat over the last maybe eighteen months, but I think that's going to change. You know, I think the the market is still pretty tight. Physical uh, supply is still not, not meeting demand, despite this decrease in demand, uh, investment demand. And and I think that you know as the markets start to fall. As there's a lot of volatility, a lot of, uh, of uncertainty about monetary policy, the future of the stock market, real estate market, etc., I think you're going to have a lot of people moving into safe haven assets like precious metals. I do. You know, I, I, a great example I would think of is is back in February of this year, the stock market broke. Basically, you know, it had a huge bull run at the end of 2017, uh, January 2018. It was flying. The U.S. stock market, and then something snapped. Right, volatility spiked higher, and it was you know it hasn't fully recovered since. Right, it it still hasn't reached new highs. It's still you know barely above where it was at the beginning of 2017. You know before that massive rise in in January, um, and I remember actually talking to a a, a I think this was. Uh, an individual from SD Bullion, of course, I do some you know marketing for them or, or whatever affiliate marketing, and you know they basically said that there's a ten day period there when when the market's kind of broken and, and there's a lot of uncertainty. I think a lot of people are thinking like this is the end, this is the the, the bull run is over, and and they might be right still because we haven't reached new highs since then. Um, 
that was the best 10 days in terms of business for SD Bullion in their entire history. And I think that goes to say a lot for, for investment demand. But also I think this investment demand is not just going to be U.S. citizens or Canadians or, or Europeans buying this up. I think, it's, I think a lot of it's going to be in places like India or China as well. Um, investment demand is going to play a big part going forward. Uh, there, there's a lot of other reasons you know, that I could probably come up with. I just don't have them off the top of my head or written down here on this list. Uh, but, you know, long term, I think if it were to drop that low, even if it doesn't, um, I think it's to be very bullish for silver. Any sort of, of economic weakness uh, easing by central banks is going to be very bullish for precious metals. Um, you know, if it were to drop to $10 an ounce, uh, the cost to mine silver, you know, as an average, it's below $10 an ounce. Don't get me wrong. As far as I know, when you take into account both primary silver miners as well as those that mine it as a byproduct at base metal mines or at gold mines, um, it's it's under $10, I would guess. You know, I don't, Nobody can know these numbers for sure. But does that mean that the true value of silver should be under $10 an ounce? Absolutely not. You know, a good analog to this would be the oil market. There are producers out there, whether it's Saudi Arabia or Iran or Indonesia or whoever it is that is producing the oil at, at cheaper levels. They can produce the oil at, at you know, and ship it and, and whatever at $20 a barrel, $30. I don't know their current cost of production, but pretty low. Um, and yet the price of oil is around $70. And that's because, you know, when you look at demand and supply, the, the price of something like a commodity, like oil or gold or silver, a, a lot of that price is set by the last couple barrels of oil, of oil that is sold onto the market, right? It's not the average price of production. It's the last couple barrels that are sold, right? Because if those last, you know, let's say, Take a given country, um, France. I don't know if France produces any oil, but let's say they did. Let's say they accounted for 1% of worldwide oil production, okay? And let's say we're in some sort of perfect scenario where demand and supply are perfectly matched to each other, okay? What happens, and let's say France's cost of production is at you know current price, let's say $70 a barrel. What happens if France... Um, let's say the price of oil dips to $65 a barrel and, and France shuts down all their oil production because they no longer can, can bring it out of the ground and ship it at a profit. Um, well, all of a sudden, supply is not going to be meeting demand anymore. And so the price kind of fixes that issue, right? The price goes up because supply has gone down. It's not meeting demand. The price goes back up again, right? Even though France is a would be a very minor player in, in the worldwide oil markets compared to Russia, Saudi Arabia, Iran, the U.S., uh, any other Gulf states or whatever, the last couples of barrels of oil coming onto the market to meet that supply is going to be a big player in determining the price. Same goes for silver. People added somebody comment today talking about how the you know heckle is average um, cost for, for bringing the ounce of silver out of the ground, which I think is low. But I don't, I don't know if I fully buy these statistics, but it doesn't matter. They said $3.5, so $3.50, okay? 
But does that mean that silver should be trading that low? No, it just means that Heckler is building a huge, they have a huge amount of profit margin on silver, and that there's gonna be a lot of other miners that are not gonna be as profitable that are mining it at closer to sixteen or seventeen dollars an ounce, right? The last couple of ounces sold out of the market is a big part of what determines the price. Again, absent any paper manipulation, um, if it drops to ten dollars an ounce, you're gonna have you know five, ten even more percentage of, of primary silver mines or just total silver production come offline. Will, will they go bankrupt? Maybe, maybe not. But they're going to come offline because it's just not going to be economic produced at, the, at that cost. There's going to be less investment into new silver mines and, and, and equipment and, and capital expenses, basically. And then you're going to have supply not even coming close to meeting demand. Prices are gonna, the price is going to go much, much higher. It's going to be bullish. Now, on the topic of mining demand, one other thing that I want to bring up here, and I, and I realize the video is getting long, 24 minutes already, um, but another thing to keep in mind, one of the conditions that I listed earlier for silver dropping to $10 an ounce, poor prospects of economic growth. This is something else I haven't talked about for a while here on this channel. I mentioned base metals, copper, you know, zinc, lead, etc. These base metals that are used a lot and, 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 you know, their price correlates well with prospects for future economic growth. Um, you know, upwards of, uh, I think it's around 70% currently, around 70% of total silver production occurs at these byproduct mines, either copper, zinc, lead, or to some extent, gold. Okay. So what happens when the price of these metals drop by 10, 20, 30% because we're in a global recession? Production of those metals is going to decline a lot because, again, there's if they don't, there's going to be massive surplus onto the market because the demand for those base metals will have declined. What is that going to mean for byproduct production of silver? It's going to dec decline as well. So that's another thing to keep in mind, that if the economy does really poorly— um, sure, there, there's going to be some decrease in investment— sorry, industrial demand for silver— I think there's going to be a big uptick in investment demand, as I discussed earlier in this video, but also I think there's going to be a big drop-off in supply coming to the market from byproduct miners because there's just going to be less demand for zinc, for copper, for, for lead, and some of these other base metals. So that's another thing to keep in mind, and I think that would be another really bullish indicator long-term for, for silver. So you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comments section, um, You know, building the case for $10 silver. I don't think it's heading that low. I think it's a poor bet personally. By, by no means take this as financial advice. Make your own decisions. This is purely my own speculation, my own, I guess, commentary and, and kind of reply to some of these comments. But you know, if you enjoyed this video, I'd appreciate your support in any way you would like to offer it. Certainly watching this video alone is a ton of support for me, and I, I feel blessed to, to have the support for my viewers in the first place. Um, liking this video, commenting, leaving a thoughtful response, those things help out my channel a ton. YouTube sees that I'm interacting with viewers. I see that as a positive. They're more likely to pro promote this to video to, to others in the future. Um, watching other videos of mine, of course, that helps me out as well. Subscribing if you haven't already. I would very much appreciate if you hit that subscription button. And certainly there's other ways to help as well. You can support me on Patreon. Um, the next Patreon supporter I receive will be coming on for my um, for, for uh, a live chat or a live stream that I've done in the past with, with Patreon supporters. So there's some incentive there as well. And uh, if you are in the market for silver, 
there is a link below to SD Bullion where you can get a 10 ounce silver bar at spot price. And of course, I received some compensation from SD Bullion for referring a new customer to you guys. Or, or I don't know if I get it if not if you're not a new customer. But either way, use the link if, if you're into the market if if you want to and if you're into if you're going to be buying silver anyways. But you know, as always, I'm, I'm happy to have you guys just watch this video and, and supporting me in that way uh, in the first place. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.